Listeners beware. There's no turning back now. You've entered the Horrorpocalypse Podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Horror Apocalypse Podcast. We are letting Chris in now. Let's see how this goes. Howdy. Howdy. Hey. How goes it? Uh, you know, with leaks. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. I, sounds like fun. Yeah, I, I popped the breaker, ran down to the basement to go flip the breaker, and all of a sudden heard water rushing. Uh-huh. And turned around, and uh, one of my roommates, a lot of my roommate's stuff, I think, just got ruined. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, we have uh, a very special guest lined up who's in our waiting room right now, so I thought we should go Ooh. ahead and let him in. Sure. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, boys and girls, welcome Sebastian Godin. Let's go ahead. Mm. Oh, weird. Yay! Hey, Sebastian. I know you're connected. Oh, no. There you go. There we go. How you doing today? I'm doing well. Yourself? We're doing very well. We're well. I'm doing very well. Chris obviously has some well, leak issues, I guess. <laughs> only when I laugh. Oh, oh and in the house. <clears throat> uh, so, Chris, well, uh, uh, Sebastian, welcome to the Horror Apocalypse Podcast. We are a very low budget. Um, podcast we have absolutely zero credibility but we like to pretend we know what we're doing so uh thank you for for bringing our credibility up a a step i appreciate it well you know that all works out because i work with zero budget and (laughs) i like to pretend i have some credibility despite having none so there we go match made (laughs) (laughs) so um Actually, great. I don't know if you saw Chris today. Uh, Sebastian posted about uh, checking out Ouija Mummy on uh, Amazon today. You can rent it. And oh, nice. uh, it was hilarious because we, I, I had been planning for like two or three days. I saw it on Amazon. I was like, all right, we got to watch that. But I want to wait, you know, until we get closer to the cast because I want to watch it, keep it fresh in my mind so I don't forget anything. And then um, my wife today says, hey, don't we have to watch a movie? And I was like, oh, yeah, crap. <laughs> so <laughs> ran over, pulled it up. We started watching it. And then I, I pull up my phone real quick to, to see if there's any um, you know, stuff going on with the cast. And I see Sebastian made a, com- uh, made a post. I check it out. And it's check out Ouija Mummy. I'm like, oh, my God. Hey. So I took a picture. And I was like, we're watching it right now. So it was. Uh, oh, and uh, speaking of my wife, she just commented on Facebook and said, we love your flicks. So. um. Let's uh we're we've got a couple of things that we're going to go through Sebastian some of our regular points and then we'll go we'll jump right into talking your your extensive library. Um I did uh I did see you have like over 30 acting credits or like 30 acting credits. You have what 15 or 17 directorial credits. Um at least what's what's on IMDb. So yeah. uh, you've got a, a pretty pretty extensive library on under your belt so far. So we're going to we're going to dive into all of that and you've said you've got a couple of new things you want to talk about as well. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh so Chris, uh what have you been watching over the past week? Uh well, what have I been watching? Um we watched uh, the new Bill and Ted uh earlier in the week and I'm sorry. I, oh, don't say I'm sorry. It was great. 
No. It was great. I, I enjoyed it. It was just like a turn off your brain, go for the ride. You know what it is. You pretty much knew what to expect. Uh, the ending, uh, I'm not going to give it away because it's it's still kind of newish. So uh, the ending was great. I enjoyed it. Um, it, it was it was yeah, a movie was to hand the torch over to two new people yes. who really didn't. They're not going to do it. So. Maybe not. Maybe no. not. I mean, but then. Tomorrow know, Weaving is going to keep doing Bill and Ted. No, that's not going to happen. They, maybe they come <laughs> back as grandpas. You know, who knows? Who knows? Um, it was a little uh, distracting, though. The woman who played Rufus's kid um, is the same woman who does the voice for Louise Belcher on Bob's Burgers. Mm-hmm. I had a really hard time separating those two. <laughs> I was like, oh, look, Louise is telling him to go do things. Oh, no, no, she's not. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, we watched, oh, Lord, um, we watched the movie last night, and it's was one of your movies, Seb, and at the time was the only thing I could find on Amazon because that hadn't happened yet. Um, and for some reason, the name of it is completely escaping me. Oh, my God. Uh, is it like Animator? It wasn't like an animator. No, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't on. Um, it wasn't on Amazon. Uh, I was about to buy it, and I was like, "Okay, I'll just go ahead and buy it." And then all of a sudden, uh, this popped up on Amazon, and on for the life of me, I can't remember the name of the movie. <laughs> See, we're professional. Oh wow, we are incredibly professional. Um, it'll come to me. Uh, oh. But but neither <laughs> in the case, uh, I enjoyed it. Um, it was fun. Uh, and when I get the name of it, I'll remember. Uh, you know what? Talk so much yourselves. I'm going to look at my Amazon list. How about you, Amazon will tell me. What have you been watching this past week? Um, I just, like a moment ago, before hopping on this call, I've been, I, I bought the Arrow Shinya Sakamoto box set. So I've been watching some his stuff. He's one of my favorite living filmmakers. And I just watched Tokyo Fist, mm-hmm. which is just an amazingly visceral little angry flick. I love it. Um. Beyond that, I watched Ken Russell's Gothic for the first time last night, which I really enjoyed. Uh, Russell's one of those directors I keep meaning to delve into his filmography a little bit deeper. Um, beyond that, not much new stuff. I've been re-watching a lot of things, mainly. Nice. Yeah. nice. Where'd you find that Arrow box set, or did you sever a limb to go ahead and get your hands on it? <laughs> I, I just ordered one. What? Where from? Uh, I saw video here in Canada. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll have to keep an eye out on that one because every place around here seems to be sold out of it. And uh, I've been trying to get my hands on that one as well. Such a good set. So mm-hmm. good. Yeah. yeah, definitely. All right. So uh, what have I been watching, Chris asks? Well, yeah, um... I'm, I'm sorry. Katie remembered the name of it and she's trying to mouth it to me and I can't hear her. So I'm making her write it down. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Um, well, I, I actually, I'm going to start off. I went on a Dollar Tree haul and I was <laughs> able to find, uh, Ongbok 3 on Blu-ray for a buck. Could not pass that up. Um, yeah. I'm a big, love that first one. I'm a big sucker for, um, wild movies that get released on Wild Eye. So I found, uh, Predator World. Ah, produced by David Sterling. Yeah. Demon Hunter, another one that I know nothing of this one, but it kind of grasped me, and I said, I got to check this one out. Uh, if you are, <laughs> I, I, it says it, it says it all. Dino Croc. <laughs> Wait, aren't they the same thing? <laughs> yeah, 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 it's all good. Same. 
And then uh, a movie, I've, I now have three copies of this movie because every time I see it, I'm like, ooh, I wonder if I have that. And I grab it, and then I get home and go, oh, I have three copies of this now. So uh, this will be a giveaway. Probably We could probably do it with today's episode. We'll use it as a giveaway. But Clown Town. Clown Town. Yes. Nice. Uh, a must-see uh, for killer clown movies is what it says. Uh, they'll tickle your funny bone. Correction, they'll rip out your funny bone. So... Who knows? We'll, we'll we'll check that out. And of course, David Cronenberg's Shivers. Any video collector has to get this. It just got released. Amazon dropped their price down to ten bucks. I said I'll take it, and that gets added to my collection. I've also purchased uh, the uh, complete collection of Kids in the Hall. So we have started from season one and have started working our way through that again. Uh, I. It, to this day, it is still hilarious. But to, today, like uh, there was a, a particular episode where they were singing a song, and Scott is running through a green screen background, encountering in, uh, encountering all these different people that they would not go on today's networks. It would not survive on today's networks. So uh, it was it was a little shocking too to go. Wow, we we grew up in that time. But uh, that's about it. What was the? Oh, and of course, Ouija Mummy. We watched that, and um, there was another one we watched. Of course, like Animator. And uh, what was the one that you watched, Chris? It was Johnny Gruesome. Ah, he played a student. That was one of his acting credits. Yep. Uh, we yeah. uh, it, it popped up last night on on Amazon, and I was like, oh, perfect. I was like, I'll have something in time. That was. I also. Uh, I also shot and edited all of the behind the scenes making of featurettes for the DVD. Oh really? Yeah. Oh that's cool. That's really I have cool. a reason to pick up the DVD. Fantastic. <laughs> it was fun. I liked it. Yeah. Uh that was uh Gregory Lamberson, which uh I I'm a big fan of his film Slime City. So when he asked me to go work on Johnny Grusom, that was like a dream come true for me. Yeah. <laughs> nice. That's yeah. Cool. I- I have Slime City on blue, and I, I uh, forgive me, I have yet to crack the seal ah. on it and watch it, but that is coming up. Oh, and uh, my wife just chimed in, too. We also watched The Fun House. Oh, she finally got it, huh? Yeah, classic Toby Hooper. We, we figured it's not going to win, so we're just going to go ahead. And <laughs> um, that's another thing, Seb. If you uh, want to take part at any point in time, we do a live watch every other Saturday. And basically what we do is we pick four movies, we put them out there for the, the viewers to vote on, and whatever one wins, we won't know until we sit down and get ready to, to stream it, and then we do a live watch and comment on it and joke it and all kinds of fun stuff. Kind of, kind that, of sounds, that sounds like a blast. I'd love to do that. Sounds good. We'll set Great. something up, definitely. Uh, all right, now it's uh, time for our Fright Bite. Chris, what did you bring? Uh, was Seb warned? Were you warned about this? Yeah, I was warned. Okay, you were warned about this? <laughs> Uh, I don't think anyone's really going to top uh, what Kate had uh, with the uh, yogurt cheese. Um, so I went, I went the complete opposite direction. Uh, you fan of Three Musketeers? Anybody? Have you, you have Three Musketeers? Yeah, up there? I'm diabetic. I love candy. Great. This will work perfectly because two bars came in one bag. Um, this is a new flavor of Three Musketeers. At least I've never seen a flavor of Three Musketeers. It's birthday cake. Anyone ever seen that? No. Um, no. Okay. So it wasn't just me. And I fear right. you right now. Well, let's, let's take a look. Uh, I should have gotten a comparison from regular uh, Three Musketeers because it's supposedly the lighter of the candy bars, <laughs> but uh, 130 calories per serving. One serving of this is uh, four bites. So uh, that's not good. Let's uh, see what happens. It looks like a regular you know, Three Musketeer. 
And okay, I will just break it and give the other half to my girlfriend who is reaching <laughs> out. I'm going to have to throw it. You ready? Okay. Hit you in the face. Fantastic. Okay. And here we go. This is what's called dead air. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll chew louder. There we go. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Bring us in. Uh, in, in envelop is, us in this journey. Well, I I would love to envelop you in the journey, except I was trying to wait to see when the birthday cake flavor popped in. Oh. But it does not, and it still just kind of tastes like a like a vanilla three musketeers bar. <laughs> so meh. Oh well. Well, Tom, what'd you think? Tastes vanilla. Yeah, she just tastes vanilla too. So that was a bust. Anybody want to have half of it? No, I'm good. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, who's up next? Well, uh, that would be that would be me. Uh, okay. Did you bring anything, Seb? No, I had nothing new on me. Uh, okay, I haven't really gone to the store in a while. But the best part about it is, we never would have known. Yeah, you could have brought anything. How are we gonna know? <laughs> True. This is my first time I've ever had a carrot. See, it, it's all. So I, I will say this, uh, Chris. I uh, hopefully nobody noticed. I, I ended up uh, the audio issues that we haven't had for the last few episodes started again so uh i think my l8 heard me talking about picking up the new um pod crack. <laughs> so it's like okay you, you want me to die i'll die on you oh um i got today my wife picked these up for me tortillas tortilla beyond chips tortilla what is uh the tortilla made out of i see it protein is on there Oh, yeah, it is a high-protein tortilla chip, gluten-free. Thank God it's protecting us from the gluten. All natural ingredients, and it is grain-free, so it is made with air, from what I can tell. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) No gluten, no grain, it's just nothing. Exactly. (laughs) It is is made with uh, pea protein, cassava flour, coconut flour, sunflower oil, sunflower seeds, flax seeds, pumpkin seeds, and chia seeds. So with any luck, it will also help me grow hair while it helps me poo. So with that being (laughs) said, let's go ahead and break into this Beyond Chips Bada Barbecue. As an Italian, I'm already insulted by the name. (laughs) And you can't get into the damn bag. I just saw you rip it open. How'd you not get into it already? It didn't go deep enough, I guess. Giggity. Um, uh, all right, so we're going to have to cheat. One second. <laughs> How can I not have anything to get into a damn bag? I was about to say that. <laughs> you know what? I'm you have a sword on the wall behind you. <laughs> eh. Holy crap. You can't get into these things. I'm going to get in there. Tonight's Fright Bite is brought to you by <laughs> Super Glue. <laughs> this will do it. They're vacuum sealed shut. The moment you open them up, they're all going to turn into dust. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. All right. I've, I made a hole, and it did actually whistle as soon as I made that hole. That's weird. There's something alive in there. You know what? Now I don't even want to taste it. I've already wasted all my energy getting into the bag. All right, so it looks like a standard triangle tortilla chip, almost like a Dorito. Uh, Tons of powder and salt on it. What is the sodium on this? Powder. 310 milligrams of sodium per serving. All right, well, good thing I got water. 
this chip a little less spicy than the last time you put a chip in your mouth on here? <laughs> I have not had chips since that day. Mm, okay. Well, it's a lot tamer than that one chip challenge that I did. I would I would hope. <laughs> um okay. mm. have um have you ever picked the cheese off the bottom of a pizza box? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And a little bit of the cardboard came with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. From what I I haven't had pizza in, in a long, long time. Soon because I gave up bread. But from what I can tell, that's what this tastes like. So would I recommend it? Nah. Um it, it it's I'll eat the bag, of course. At some point in time I will eat the bag, but not exactly something I'm gonna recommend as a, a movie snack anytime soon, so no movie snacking. No. Oh, what a shame. Yeah. What a shame. All right. So with that being said, we are going to go ahead and jump into actually involving our guest here uh, that took some, some time out of his, his schedule to, to join us. Sebastian, tell us about yourself. Well, my name is Sebastian Godet. I am an Ontarian-based independent filmmaker. Um, I've made such films as like Animator or Ouija Mummy. Slimoids, Blood Rites of the Vampire, um, and the upcoming Abominations of Frankenstein, which is currently in production. That title alone has yeah. already grasped me. I'm really excited to see what, what comes with that one. What can you tell us about it? What's the, the plot and things like ah, that? Ah, boy. So the Abominations of Frankenstein. I got to start this off by saying that I am a Frankenstein fanatic. Uh, in fact, right now I'm wearing my Hammer Curse of Frankenstein t-shirt, one of my <laughs> favorite films. Um, so I wanted to make a Frankenstein film that wasn't necessarily an adaptation of the novel. It's an homage to uh, the exploitation Frankenstein films, like Flesh for Frankenstein, Frankenstein's Castle of Freaks, stuff like that. So Anthony Mann, who plays Frankenstein in the film, uh, we came up with this plot wherein our Frankenstein is a, a former Nazi scientist who has prolonged his life into the modern day and who is now building a new creature in modern day Ontario. And he's haunted by the bloodthirsty ghost of Mary Shelley. And uh, uh, there's a lot of craziness. There's a lot of weird, bizarre, uh, I guess the best way to describe it would be like, imagine if Andy Milligan did a hammer film. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, okay. Good. No, I was just to say, uh, how, how much longer is production? Uh, so we've got one uh, shoot date coming up. I want to say it's next week. It's the 3rd of October. And then October 25th, 26th, and 27th are our big days where we shoot in our uh, studio where we have the laboratory set up. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, you... the, uh, the thing that go with the... Uh, you know, the... The Tesla coils? Yeah, the Tesla coils. Thank you. <laughs> well, no, because uh, we discovered it would be cheaper if uh, our Frankenstein didn't use electricity for his monster. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What is he using? <laughs> Well, in Shelley's original novel, there is no electricity. Um, there are references to alchemy. Uh, Paracelsus gets brought up a lot, Cornelius Agrippa. So I thought, well, we'll hearken back to one aspect of the novel in the sense that our Frankenstein's more of an alchemist, a sorcerer type thing. So it's a lot of potions and black magic type stuff going on. Nice. Nice. Cool. Um, so with... with uh... That aspect, uh, I did ask, I wanted to find out, you, you mentioned Ontario. Are you filming in, Ontar on a, in Ontario right now? Yes, yeah. Um, and normally around this time of year, 
uh, I'm planning a trip to Florida because I've made films in Florida for the past three years. That's uh, what I was going to say. A, I think you do a lot here in Florida. Yeah, <laughs> there's a plague decimating the planet, alas. So <laughs> I uh, cannot uh, travel, but I can make films here. And uh, honestly, Ontario in the fall can be wonderfully atmospheric, looking very desolate. So I, I'm making good use of that. Good. Good. I I don't know why you couldn't <coughs> come to to Florida. We're <coughs> we're fine. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> By the way, uh, I'm canceling my trip to Florida in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Just to throw that out there. Nah, no, nah, we're good. We're good. Um. So, what about uh, Blood Rites of the Vampire? What can you tell me about that one? Okay. Yeah. Um. Of the films I've made, that's my favorite. That's the one that's nearest and dearest to me. I can tell um, you get real excited with that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's an homage to the works of Jean Rollin, as well as German Expressionist cinema of the 20s, like Dr. Caligari, Nosferatu, so on and so forth. Uh, it's kind of an esoteric little art house examination of a vampire who has been woken up in the modern day and finds herself uh, kind of lost in it. Uh, spreading her plague throughout this small grimy little town and being pursued by an overzealous monk played by Anthony Mann from Abominations of Frankenstein. Nice. Nice. Now I, I noticed too, a lot of, uh, you have a, a almost like a set group that you like to work with. I see key in a lot of, a lot of stuff and, uh, Kate's been in a few things. Uh, will any of those, uh, regulars be showing up in the new films? No, uh, for these newer ones, because I'm shooting in Ontario, I like to keep things local. Um, these films, I view them as a chance to kind of broaden my horizons in terms of using local talent and giving people who wouldn't normally have the chance to play parts like this, th those chances. Nice. nice. That's, well, awesome. That's, that's awesome of you. Um, now, let me let me actually kind of jump backwards a little bit. Let me go all the way back to the game because you, you do work with... Uh, lack of a better term, pretty much a micro budget when you do a lot of your stuff. Is this all, do you get investors? Is this all out of pocket? How do you do this? Um, uh, it varies. Uh, I've done Indiegogo for a couple of movies. I'm not a fan of Indiegogo. I've done, I did Kickstarter for blood rights and for Frankenstein. And that, that was a dream that worked so much better. I found, uh, but stuff like slimoids was out of my own pocket. Um, Ouija mummy was, uh, more or less entirely out of Dustin Hubbard, the producer's pocket. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it just depends on the project. If it can be done for $1,000 or less, I'll pay out of pocket. If I need two or three grand, I'll do a fundraiser. Wow. That, I didn't know we could make a movie that low. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, Dustin also wrote Ouija Mummy, didn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, we were supposed to do a bigger movie. We had a film lined up that year called uh, the Necroplasmic Massacre. Uh, well, no, that was like that was in, in like the early stages. I'm trying to get the timeline right in my head because we did so much during that those couple of years. But we were working on this bigger idea and we couldn't really get the money going for it. So I flew down there and said, "Well, come hell or high water, we're sh we're shooting something." So I have a script ready. And in a matter of a week or two, he had this script made. At the time, it was called Mummy Massacre. And then uh, as we were shooting. Uh, we all discovered, well, there's hardly a massacre in it and there's barely any mummy. So we decided <laughs> to call it Ouija mummy instead, <laughs> which uh, appeased Rob Housechild over a wild eye enough that he asked to distribute the film before we even shot a frame of it. Really? Okay. I noticed a little bit of a influence of, um, 
uh, oh my God, what was his name? Uh, well, I forget the, his movie or the his name, but his movie was uh, Witchboard. I noticed a little bit of a, a reference in there about how uh, ghosts or those with tied to the Ouija board can be uh, bad spellers. I got a that's little. A, that's all, Dustin. Yeah, Dustin <laughs> uh, loves. Uh, I think it's Kevin Tenney. Yes, Kevin yeah. Tenney. Yeah, he loves Kevin Tenney. Yeah, Pinocchio's Revenge. That was. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that one. I really like Night of the Demons, though. Oh yeah, Night of the Demons is fantastic. I, I was actually going back and kind of checking out some of Kevin Tenney's uh, filmography lately. So I did like Witch Trap, Witch Board, Witch Board Two, Pinocchio's Revenge. Uh, oh my lord, uh, <laughs> Pinocchio's Revenge had like very little to no po- to no Pinocchio, um, but there was there was some fun stuff in there. I love movies that are so bad they're fun, and Kevin Tenney falls right into that. But um, so you, I. I'm learning a lot more about you already that, that really makes me want to support you more. Uh, local talent, you support local talent, you can film a movie for less than two grand. And that, that intro, I got to tell you, Ouija Mummy, uh, the intro to that uh, seemed to be the best one yet. I can't wait to see Blood Rights and Abomination now to see what you can do um, coming up with that one. Uh, what else can you tell us about some of your other works? Like Slimoids, uh, I know Kate had some fantastic things to say about Slimoids. Well, which blood rights you said is your your favorite uh what's your second favorite then my second favorite um whatever whichever one's next i guess uh, <laughs> but um uh i don't know of the ones that are completed probably ouija mummy that feels like the most accomplished one uh in terms of direction i think i have a really soft spot for slimoids though that's a fun little movie i uh, had a lot of fun making too. it yeah, it, it seems like a, a really uh, fun movie. I'll be honest, I haven't seen that one yet. I can't find it anywhere. I'm, I'm in the same boat. Um, yeah. Are you familiar with a... It's a budget label called Alpha Video. I am not, but I can write that down. They released it on a double feature with a film called Fungus Among Us by Joshua Kennedy. So you can buy... I think it's like on their website, it's like $5.95 before shipping. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> You said that's called Alpha Video? Alpha Video, yeah. I think uh, the website is oldies.com. Oldies.com. Oh, that sounds familiar. Um, and uh, Grindhouse Video in uh, Tampa, Tampa carries copies, too. I'll check. I uh, Yeah, I'll check with Mike and see if he's got any as well. Yeah, I'm very familiar with Grindhouse. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, every visit I've gone, I, I, I every time I've visited Florida, I've had to budget for two or three trips to grind out. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, well, I don't think he's going to be doing any in-store shopping uh, for a while. He posted Which is very sensible of him. Yeah, I think he posted uh, today, as a matter of fact. I think he was saying he was going to remain closed even though DeSantis opened up the, the state. So, um, yeah, very sensible of him. So tell us more about your works. Uh, who's your favorite person to work with? Oh, boy. Um <laughs> Oh, I don't like to pick favorites. Uh, I'll devy it up because I do think that there's a distinct difference between my American films and my Canadian films. There you go. With my American films, my two favorite people to work with are Dustin Hubbard and Clint Kelly. Uh, Clint shot and edited Ouija Mummy. Uh, he's an absolute gem of a human being. And uh, when it comes to my Canadian films, I love working with uh, John Keach, who shot and edited um, Slimoids and is doing the same for Abomination of Frankenstein and Anthony Mann who was in 
blood rights and Frankenstein. And I can't leave, like you see, you bring this up and now I've got to mention all these people that I love. Uh, Brendan Peterson, who shot and produced Blood Rights of the Vampire. He's an amazing human being. Uh, Vicky Bittis, who played the vampire in Blood Rights. I can't neglect her. In Florida, I'm trying to think of more. Kai and uh, Brianna, Kate, Joel, Joel Winecoop. Uh, list goes on and on. I uh, I have been extremely fortunate in the sense that I have worked consistently with amazing human beings, and almost none of them. There isn't a single one I wouldn't want to work with again. Good, yeah, that's good to hear. Um, what uh, what can we expect after Abominations? What are you looking forward to? Uh, Abominations, if all goes as planned, is going to be the first of a trifecta of. Uh, kind of weird little perversions of classic gothic horror stories. Um, so that kind of narrows it down as to what the next one might be. <laughs> you can't do a Frankenstein movie without doing a mm, movie. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, right. Right. We got it. <laughs> Speaking of Frankenstein, right behind Chris there. Um, oh, my. Uh, your hipster Frankenstein. My hipster Frankenstein. <laughs> So what when you say um, if all goes well with, with abominations, what uh, what would you consider going well? Um, I suppose it reaching the the right audience, which is always the toughest thing with a micro budget film. Um, you can give it to a distributor, and uh, it'll get out there in the world, but you'll never know for sure if it finds the right audience or what the the response to it'll be. I don't care too much about reviews personally, but. Um, abominations is one where if it reaches the right group of people and they seem to enjoy it, then I'll, I, I think I'll have the confidence to tackle the next one, which would be a, a slightly bigger project. Well, you, um, you must have some pretty decent confidence. Cause I mean, like I said, you, from IMDB alone, you've got what, 15 or 17 directorial credits. So, I mean, you're, you're ever growing, you're ever changing. Uh, I do see the difference from, you know, things like Slimeoids, for example, to Ouija Mummy and, and so on. Um, so it's, a, it's an ever evolving uh, art form and you're going right along with it. So uh, anything we can do to help to, to get them out there, because everything I've seen so far, I've really enjoyed. So um, now don't get me wrong. We can rip it apart. <laughs> So and, uh, be honest with it. That's all I ever ask for from people. Well, no, it's it's fun. It's it's a fun film, and that, that's what we look for. If we can have enjoyment, um, little things don't don't really matter to me. Um, so with with also with that in mind, uh, how how else can others help you re you know get this out there? Uh, you know, uh, you can follow the Facebook page. You can share the news about it as it comes up. Um, when reviews do start to crop up for it, please share them. Uh, when the film's available, buy it. Um, <laughs> of course. Yeah. Um, if there's a screening going on near you, try to attend it. Um, I don't know if that'll be possible or not uh, for the next little while, but I do love conventions and film festivals, if only because I love seeing things with an audience. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Just uh, Just keep your eyes peeled and, you know, show your care i guess definitely so um one other question and i'll, I'll realize i've been monopolizing this i'll let chris take over a few questions. <laughs> um you mentioned reviews that you really don't care too much about reviews with us being a review podcast that hurts us a little bit but no that's okay uh, <laughs> he cares nothing about what we say <laughs> how how do you 
how do you emotionally deal with um, negative reviews, for example? Because positive reviews, of course, everybody, everybody, oh, fantastic, I'm, I'm beaming. But when that negative review comes in, how do you handle that? I always remind myself who my favorite directors are. And, uh, you know, my favorite director of all time, period, is probably Jess Franco. Okay. One of the most, among the most celebrated yet despised filmmakers who ever lived. <laughs> and, like, I love his films, um, you know, Female Vampire and Erotic Rites of Frankenstein and so on and so forth. And if those movies were made nowadays, odds are he'd be shooting them on a DSLR <laughs> or maybe like consumer grade DV, they would look the same way my movies look. They'd have the same reaction my movies would. So I think to myself, well, I love them. So if I don't care what a critic says about a movie I love, why should I care about what a critic says about a movie I made? That's fantastic. You do what you love. Don't worry about what everybody else thinks. I like that. I like that. Um, I'm sorry. One more question. Then I'll send it over to Chris. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the mask in um, like Animator was that the same mask in Ouija Mummy? Yes, it's been used in three movies now. All right, yes, I yes. recognize it. All right, <laughs> repainted each time. Uh, Dustin loves to get his uh, his money's worth out of a prop. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. And since uh, since Ouija Mummy was shot in uh, in three days for about a thousand dollars, there wasn't a lot of time or money to get a new creature made for it so no it's all cool i I was i was looking at it today and i'm like hmm i wonder i'm I'm gonna you can get it at spirit halloween like every october (laughs) (laughs) that's fantastic all right chris i'm sorry i monopolized the the whole conversation oh no 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 it's fine i mean you know i I, i've just been sitting here and and uh you know i had my coffee so you know i had that and um um Seb, do you like coffee? Do you drink coffee? Can I offer you? Uh, no, I'm a tea person, actually. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what kind of tea? What, what's, uh, what do you go oh, for? Oh, just about anything. I have uh, I just cycle through whatever's in the cupboard, really. I'm a parasite. You'll walk up to the microwave and just say Earl Grey hot, and hopefully <laughs> it just magically, you know, excuse me, magically appears. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm actually, I, I like to touch base on things uh, that are a little bit more personal. So, where did you grow Run, up? Seb. Run, Seb. Run. Oh, oh, I love getting personal. Okay, where did I grow up? I uh, was born in a small Ontarian town called Mattawa, which has an okay. incredibly small population. Um, I lived there until I was about 11 years old, and then I moved to North Bay, Ontario, where I've resided ever since. Okay, so that, that's where you are uh, right now as well? Yeah. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Um Chris was just looking you up on Google. I was not. I actually Checking broke Zoom. Address. for ha- I broke Zoom for like half a second so I could go to my questions, and then I couldn't get it back up. What are um, your cross streets, Seb? What, what cross streets? Are you was, <laughs> no, like, let me. If you had to have a number on your street, what do you think the number uh, it's somewhere would be? between nine hundred and two. <laughs> and two. <laughs> two. Okay, so one ABC Street. Um, do you, uh, do you have a lot of family? Do you, uh, siblings? I, I have a very large family. Um, uh, I've been in terms of direct family. My uh, parents separated when I was rather young. So on my father's side, I've got a stepsister and a stepbrother. On my mother's side, I have a stepsister and a stepbrother. And then I have a single blood sister. So. Oh, wow. 
Yeah. Okay. Are they? Uh, do you ever torture them and and say, hey, guess what? You're uh, you guys going to be unpaid actors? And uh, uh, my stepbrother, in? when I was making uh, short films in high school, when I was really trying to tell stories, um, he acted in two of them. He does not like to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> did they? Did they not go well for him? Oh uh, no! It's uh, he's uh, he doesn't want his job to ever find out. That's all. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Okay, so uh, email Michael at the end. We'll send this directly. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I will say, watching Ouija Mummy, uh, when you sat down next to Kai on the couch the, when you first come in, uh, we could see you two playing brothers. You guys had yeah. a very similar I, look. I think that was the best piece of casting in the film, honestly. Um, we do look enough alike that, yeah, you could. I think we sell it. And I want to thank you for putting him as an, uh, a pretty decent guy this time because the last couple of films I saw him in, he played a, a douchebag, and I'm like, oh, man, I hope oh. he's going to be a nice guy. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, in Like Animator, he plays such a dick. Uh, <laughs> he's just this unpleasant human being. And so I told Dustin, listen, if we're going to put Kai in another movie, let's give him a chance to be a good guy for once. <laughs> exactly. Show a better side. <laughs> so we know horror is a thing you like what other uh, genres uh, pique your interest oh i just love film in general um i'm a big fan of the coen brothers uh, oh brother where art that was one of my favorite films mm-hmm. um i love soundtrack yes it is um i love sci-fi um especially old 50s sci-fi nice. i love um silent film uh, you know German expressionism I mentioned before and not just in terms of horror but I mean like uh, Carl Dreyer's Joan of Arc for instance stuff like that um, okay. uh, the spaghetti westerns you know Sergio Leone stuff um, I just love film truthfully that's my uh, that's my blood I just so love cinema could be pretty much anything and you'll sit down and watch it yeah yeah I will uh, watch just about anything Okay. Uh, well, Michael and I made this short movie. We'd like to have you sit and watch this, and Michael play the film. No. no. Oh, oh, not, not, not. Oh, sorry. That uh, we didn't, we didn't make anything. That <laughs> just ignored that. Oh, look, there's coffee here. That's so. Uh-huh. It was a weekend at the lake. We had a camera. We just had fun. I. No, no one else sees that video. Okay. Well, now all five of the people are going to want to see it. Um, <laughs> Do you watch? Uh, do you watch a lot of TV at all? Are you a TV watcher or just mainly film? I uh, mainly film. I struggle with episodic television or television in general. Long form storytelling, I uh, I get burnt out very easily. Spending too much time with the same characters, I find. Oh, okay. All but right, there I are some TV some TV shows I love. Um, I really loved Penny Dreadful, which lasted oh, for three great. seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Oh, so oh, good, so I was good. So upset when that was off. Me too. My, my, Michael, you saw that, right? Penny Dreadful? So I'm the only one who didn't like Penny oh, Dreadful. What? <laughs> yeah, oh, my you God. like it? I was not a fan. Oh, I thought it was really I, good. Well, I'll be honest. I gave it like four episodes. It didn't hook me. I tried another episode later on in the series. It didn't hook me. But when I saw the trailers for, was it City of Angels? Mm-hmm. Um, that really piqued my interest. I have yet to see that one yet, though. City of Angels. Yeah, it's the that series. Spinoff with Natalie Dormer. Mm-hmm. Really? It's a... Uh, yeah, it's interesting. They kind of uh, took the lore of Penny Dreadful and put it in uh, the setting of like a 1940s noir. It's already been canceled too, from my understanding. Yes, after one season. <laughs> wow, that was quick. Was that uh, was that Showtime? It was Showtime, right? That Penny Dreadful. 
Yeah, and it was uh, it was streaming weekly on Crave. That was how how I was watching it. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. All right, so it'll, it'll pop up somewhere. I'll I'll check it out. Um, oh, I like anthology shows. Uh, Creep Show, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I the Creep Show TV series. I haven't watched a lot of uh, I haven't watched a lot of the Creep Show TV series. I watched the first two episodes. And uh, the only one I really liked, actually, I, I kind of liked two of them. I liked the story that was the uh, werewolf Nazi one with Jeffrey Combs. And I liked the one with D.B. Sweeney and the little creature. I thought that one was a lot of fun. Cool. I liked Jeffrey Combs. <laughs> I, I made a complete ass out of myself uh, to Jeffrey Combs uh, right after uh, he, he just did Justice League. He just finished it. And I presented him, you know, I had an autograph I wanted to get. I said, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. He goes, okay, who do I make it out to? And he's writing it out. <clears throat> I said, you know, I really loved you doing those voices on uh, on Justice League. I was like, it, it was really good. And and he turns around and says, yeah, that was canceled. And I immediately go into, yeah, um, so DS9 was great, you know? <laughs> you know Wei Loon was awesome. He's like, yeah, that show indicated it was canceled. I'm like, yeah, that's Chris with a CH. Just go ahead and finish that. I'm going to go back that way and look at the ground. But he was a nice guy. I mean, he just liked to remind me that, you know, he was out of work at the time. <laughs> uh, actors. So, yeah, with, actors. You being, uh, with you being a, a sci-fi fan, uh, I know a lot of the movies that I've seen have been horror-themed. Any plans on a sci-fi theme? Um, I, I wouldn't call it a a plan more of a pipe dream but i would love to do a kaiju movie i oh, love nice love giant monsters i'm a huge godzilla fan uh gamera ultraman uh daimajin more of the gargantuas yeah i would love right to do back, a giant monster movie right, someday right back there yeah i have the same one <laughs> that well, one actually belongs to my girlfriend oddly enough she was like put it in your put it in your shot <laughs> It it really isn't that that stretch. I mean, have you seen some of the ones that have come out like Raiga lately? I did. Uh, I, I liked Raiga. Um, I think that uh, I would only do it if I came up with a really good idea for a monster. Gotcha. Now I do notice too. A lot of your films seem to be um, like in the less than one hour range. Um, are the the newer ones in the one hour range, or a little more, a little less? Um, Blood Rights is seventy minutes, so that's the longest one I've made so far. Uh, I don't know. It's a mixture of having very short shooting schedules and therefore not having the time to shoot a lot of stuff. And also just, I, I like short movies. Growing up, uh, the horror movies I watched the most were the Universal films like Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, so on and so forth. Those movies are only like 65 to 70 minutes long. They're perfectly structured. Each character is fairly well fleshed out. And there's no like padding when the monster dies the movie just stops and i love that so that's kind of what i try to emulate in everything i do simple to the point done and out, done and out gotcha exactly have you ever seen monster squad yes that's a that's a delightful Eddie, film. okay good good answer good answer <laughs> one of my favorite childhood movies i, I love monster squad that's a good one it, it strangely enough has one of the scariest draculas i can think of Oh, yeah, because he was yeah. pretty, pretty brutal. He wasn't romantic. He was there to, to oh, fuck yeah. it up. Yeah, dude, <laughs> oh, yeah. he's uh, Duncan Regeer. That's the actor. He's so good in that role. I wish he had done more stuff like that. Just just picking up a poor little girl, calling her a bitch, and like oh, hissing, yes. hissing in her face. It's like, yeah. oh, my God, that's a kid. That was great. No, that's lunch. <laughs> that's lunch. <laughs> my bad. Sorry. Oops. All right, so, if, uh, Sebastian, 
if you could work with any current uh, director, if you could co-direct a movie with somebody, who would it be? Now, it, it can be major Hollywood. It could be micro-budget, anywhere in between. Um, boy. My last name is pronounced Giovannini, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I think if I had to pick, like, a big Hollywood director, I would have to go with... Um... It's going to be an obvious pick, but I'd go with Del Toro. Okay. I, I like his aesthetic and his sensibilities a lot. If I'm going to be realistic and I went with somebody more micro-budget, uh, I really like Todd Sheets. I think mm-hmm. he does a lot of really cool stuff. Um, I don't know who else in the micro-budget world I'd want to actually co-direct with. Um, I don't know. I think I'd be game for it. I tried it once. Um and it was an interesting experience. So you never know. Okay. Um, I had a, a pretty cool thought for a, and this is going to sound like a sales pitch, and it's not. It's not <laughs> a pretty cool thought for a movie. Uh, uh, someone else that we we talked with earlier actually wrote a book recently where um, one person, one author, writes uh, a couple of pages, and then the next author only gets the last page, and they have to continue the story for another few you know, pages and so on down the the line. Um, I thought that would be a pretty cool way to say, do a movie. You uh, write the screenplay, a couple pages here or there. The next person only gets that last um, page and they kind of continues on with that. Uh, What would you think of something like that? How do you think that would work? Do you think it could work? Notes two or four. Um, In theory, I'm for it. I think that because I'm all about experimenting, I think you should never stop experimenting, especially with film. You should always be trying to do something different. And uh, I think I'd be into the idea just for the, you know, the audacity of trying to do it, honestly. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Anything else, uh, Chris, before we go into our, our phone line segment? Um, we, we got a voicemail for Seb. Yeah. We got a a voicemail? We got a voicemail for Seb. (laughs) Let's jump to the voicemail. You want to hear the voicemail? Yeah. Let's hear it. I swear I didn't leave it. (laughs) Actually, let me uh, double check and see if any came in while we were uh, on here. All right. So let's... We've got an intro that we have to play with this. So give us a second, Seb. We're going to have a little bit of an audio bite here. Kitties, it's your old putrid body. Uh, buddy, the Crypt Keeper here. It seems I get to introduce a segment on a low-budget podcast where unsuspecting victims call in and let their shrieks be heard. <laughs> oh, the fear of it all. But you know how the old saying goes... The Marg, the Maria. <laughs> Tell us all your fears in a piece we like to call Tales from the Phone Line. <laughs> Hello, this is Sebastian's biggest fan here, and I just want to say that his style is ghoulishly out of the box. It's exactly the fix that I've been needing. If he could please just mail me a tuft of his hair to this address, it's 223 Radisson. This is 
So that was for you, Seb. <laughs> I have a feeling I know who that is. Because they, they didn't identify themselves at the beginning of the voicemail. So. <laughs> no, I, I got a good feeling that I know who that is. Okay. <laughs> I, I got that uh, earlier today, and I'm like, oh, cool, somebody left a, a voicemail. You know, I'll get all that set up for the uh, the board as soon as we, we start getting the show ready. And then I come in, and I'm, I click play to listen to it, so if I need to do any kind of editing, and I'm like, what the f- the fuck is <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, he he must know who that is. Drag that into the board. <laughs> so that's that's fantastic. That was fun. Whoever that was, I maybe I know too. I don't know. Maybe I was talking with that person recently. Um, but um, it was fun. And uh, Sebastian, anything else you would like to to say or, or promote while you're here? Absolutely, plug away. Yeah, uh, let's see here. Blood Rites of the Vampire is coming out on Blu-ray on October 13th through SRS. Um, the Blu-ray will be limited to only 50 copies, so grab one while you can. Uh, like Animator properly hits DVD October 26th, and Ouija Mummy hits DVD October 27th. It's currently streaming on Amazon Prime, Google Play, and YouTube, so be sure to check it out. Uh, will we have the the audio in like animator where we hear you do the countdown clap and then the the cut? No, no. <laughs> that was my favorite part. I loved it. I'm glad you liked it. I was mortified. <laughs> that was great. Um, oh man, first... I could make an entire show just talking about how much they pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> I I was I we were watching it and. Uh, we hear we get to that that scene and i hear the you know the countdown for the clap and i'm like okay and then it rolls and i'm like all right did i hear that right maybe maybe it was just them on the the set say and then i hear right, cut and i'm like oh no i did hear that wait a minute rewind play i i don't know if we, i didn't know if it was on purpose or not but i i had a great laugh with it i loved it so i'm glad that you did i really really <laughs> It's like on the new one, it's been taken out, and you can it, find it, it in the deleted scenes. But I will, because of that, I will get the new one. But I'm not getting rid of this one. I, I this what one. you have in your hand right now will someday be an artifact. <laughs> DVD or this copy of this? Yes, <laughs> that is the case. Then... Like I said, I'm a big fan of anything Wild Eye puts out. It's it's fun. So yeah, I understand from the artistic side, you were mortified that the editing didn't go as planned and uh, all that. But I, I got to tell you, I got a great laugh, I got a great smile out of it. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Yeah, so you know what, at the end of the day, I make movies for myself. But if I can entertain somebody, then that's just you know the cherry on top. So I'm glad you had fun. So Thank just you, Chris. because of that, I'm uh, I'm going to go ahead and purchase this. <laughs> Best of <now>. luck. <laughs> Best of luck. <laughs> so, uh, SRS for Vampire is only going to be 50 copies. 50 copies, unless that sells out, and then who knows? Maybe there will be more copies. That Okay. All right. What about uh, Dino Croc, by the way? Dino Gore. Dino Gore is right. now available on DVD. You can purchase it uh, through Ken Meehan, who is the co-writer and currently distributing it. I will also have copies. I'll be handling distribution within Ontario. And uh, I want to say Dustin Hubbard will be getting copies soon enough. So we're doing like a little bit of a guerrilla style self-distro thing with that one. 
And that one has uh, multiple covers by different artists, correct? Yeah, we have we have this great cover art by uh, William Scar, and then we have uh, another great cover art by Joe Meredith, uh, who did South Mill District and Teratomorph and a lot of really cool indie flicks himself. Fantastic, yeah. So, uh, mental note, I guess, October 13th, I need to camp out on the SRS website. Got it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Will you be sharing any links to, to these uh, purchase oh, yeah. areas as well? Uh, uh, yeah, there's a, a website, meltingmanfilms.com. On there, you can find links to wherever these will be available to buy. Um, and uh, yeah, if you have me on Facebook, I'll I'll really be pushing the Blood Rights Blu-ray when it's on pre-order because I I want people to see that one. <laughs> it's my favorite film. It's the one that's probably the easiest, the, the, the most difficult to sell. I've so, shown it to three or four distributors and they've all turned it down even if they liked it. So, I got you. I got you. Well, I if I can get in on one of those 50s, I guarantee you I will definitely get it. So, um and not to sound like a gushing fanboy, but the one thing that I like to do is when somebody does stuff like what you're doing, film, music, any kind of entertainment that's out there, when you're willing to take time and spend a few moments with fans, with people that do like what we're doing right now, um you're a busy guy, I'm sure. Like you said, you just got home from work. You're, you've got another life that you're living, but you're taking time out of your life to spend it with us, and I really appreciate that. So Absolutely. anything that you, you put out there now, you've got a fan in both of us at least. I uh, My way of looking at it has always been you only get what you give, and I like spending time with like-minded people and talking about film. And if I can promote my stuff doing it at the same time, then yeah, I just have fun doing this stuff. I don't mind taking the time to do it because I know that it pays off in the long run. Exactly. Because we're going to tell other people now. Other people are going to see this video. Other, We're going to tell our coworkers. We're going to spread it around. And more and more people are going to hear that name and want to know what it's about and go out there. So I, I appreciate what you do. Definitely. Thank you. And, um, any time we can help out with a, a Kickstarter or Indiegogo that we can get our name in your credits, let us know. <laughs> I will definitely be sure to let you know, yeah. Sounds great. Because that's, that's a little marketing blitz that I've been trying to do is I've been hitting up some of these. Um, uh, there's another one coming out right now that I don't want to you know, shout out a different name since we're talking with, with you, but about a killer um, horse thing. Oh, uh, <laughs> Steve's movie. What's that? Is it Steve's movie? Yes. Steve Brzezinski? Yeah, I yes. love Steve, and I love Carousel 1. It's okay. such a good movie. It really, really is. So, well, yeah. we, we are hitting up um, uh, his two, because we want to get... Uh, part 1 was so great. We want to go ahead and get the podcast's name in the credits, and that, that's a way to promote us as well as helping out the, the art. So we're going to be hitting that up, and if we can do the same for you, let us know. We'd love to help out. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank you so much. No problem. Uh, Sebastian, thank you again. We really appreciate it. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna hit you up so you can join us for a live watch some night. And, I would uh, love that. Fantastic. You got to be able to make fun of the movie, though. Rip it apart. Oh, I can be. I can be pretty snarky. Okay. <laughs> it, it seems like most of the time we're, we're hitting full moon movies. So, uh, oh, I love full moon. Perfect. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, we can't wait to, to do that with you. Uh, Chris, thank you for joining us. Um, 
Sebastian, again, thank you so much for taking some time out of your, your schedule. Uh, check out Sebastian over at MeltingManFilms.com. Uh, check him out on Facebook. Don't forget, check out all of his movies. They're fun. They're fantastic. Uh, quick quick views. You can get in, out, and watch it again later on in the week. It's great. Uh, you can also follow us on Podbean, Google, Apple, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, anywhere where you can find quality podcasts. You'll also be able to find us for some reason. You can also help support us through Patreon, PayPal, GoFundMe, anything like that. So once again, guys, thank you. I'm going to play our outro. And Sebastian, I'll be in touch. Sounds good. Good night. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Mm-mm. Fuck this shit, I'm out. No thanks. Don't mind me. I'ma just grab my stuff and leave. Excuse me, please. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Nope. Fuck this shit, I'm out. All right then. I don't know what the fuck just happened, but I don't really care. I'ma get the fuck up out of here. Fuck this shit, I'm out.